0: It is hour number two of the G-Back Nation here on 105.3. The Fan, hope you're having a great day staying safe and staying warm out there. It is time now for Zach Wolchuk to give us some NFL true or false. Here he is, the Woolly Bully.
2: Thank you very much, Adam Shine of the NFL Network, the man who hogs all the hair gel in America. He slicks that sucker back, doesn't he? And uh, he's put together A shine nine. And I want to know, do we think that some of these statements are accurate, true, or if they are false? And we begin with Kellen Moore, our former offensive coordinator here with the Dallas Cowboys. And shine believing that Kellen and Justin Herbert happen to be a perfect match. Do we see this as a successful union between Moore and Herbert, true or false?
0: general you know
1: I, well, I was thinking about it too
0: yeah it's tough i appreciate you saying my name and pushing me out here i i you know i'm not a huge believer in herbert um i i just don't know if he's got that jock trait he's kind of a nerd like daniel jones and i think that matters at quarterback you got to have some gunslinger swagger about you i guess you can do it if if you're like this totally poised robot but i just don't think that's what herbert is i think he's a bookworm Um, he stayed at college when he could have been a top five pick. He was like, no, I I think I want to, you know, study statistics or something like that, or Shakespeare. He won the
1: version of the uh, collegiate of the Heisman for education. yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I want a
0: smart quarterback, just not smart like that. Um so there's something about Herbert I don't like but his accuracy his athleticism his profile is a, of a player that that Kellen Moore is going to do great things with so I imagine you know they're going to have a good amount of success but it's mostly because that organization is is fed up and they have a lot of talent and I think they're going to throw more money at at um you know at the roster this year so they're going to have a bunch of team success either way
1: I feel like they are going to have success and I feel like this for a couple of different reasons. You know, if you look at the Chargers, the wide receivers they have, the big bodies they have, the way they go and get the football, contested catches guys they that, that they make. They give an accurate quarterback, they've got a running back that can catch the ball that, that you know, I think that what I think what Kellen Moore learned about being with Tony Pollard this year, I think will help him be a better play caller when when you start to talk about how to incorporate running backs into the game. And so you will see a team that will continue to be good in, you know, in, in screen packages and stuff, even though the Cowboys don't have great, never had a great screen package. You know, it's a lot of it because of timings and timing and things like that. And I, I kind of feel like that he's got a lot of weapons there and he's got a quarterback that's really accurate, throwing the ball. I mean, it, you know, putting it on the spot and, you know, having those guys run the way it is and we'll see, you know, there were some creative things that Kellen Moore did. Maybe not enough for every fan out there, but I think it's a really, really good fit. I can see why he immediately jumped on this opportunity.
2: Yeah, I I, I can too. I mean, look, we, we saw Kellen Moore do a lot of good things. I mean, my biggest complaint with him was the consistency. He's got a lot of good pieces to succeed there with the Chargers. I can see this working. One thing that's interesting, though, that Shine notes is the deep ball accuracy. The last two years has declined for Herbert you know we haven't seen a lot in term at least in the playoff game against the niners you didn't they were kind of daring the cowboys to test them vertically and kellen moore was just unwilling to do that will he do that more with the chargers with a guy in justin herbert is he able to improve that aspect of herbert's game i don't know but i think overall i'd lean true as well with you guys so this could be a marriage that ends up fitting all right uh, how about this one We'll go with Dak Prescott, and we heard today we'll talk with Clarence Hill coming up at 4 o'clock at the top of the hour, but Mike McCarthy is going to call plays, and it'll be similar to what he did in Green Bay, a little bit of a version of that West Coast offense, but Shine saying, true or false here, Brian, that Dak needed Mike McCarthy to take over as the play caller and you saw the success that he had as a play caller in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers at one point did speak very highly of him and his quarterback school and his development and how it aided him. Now, certainly the last two years of the tenure there, maybe things kind of wore out and Mike got bored, whatever it was. It didn't end well, but there was a long period of time there where stuff clicked, true or false. This needed to happen, and this is going to benefit Dak.
1: Yeah, I think it will benefit Dak. I'm I, I'm now fascinated by the Mike Solari uh, higher as far as the offensive line, and it was there was Mike Solari with with Brian Schottenheimer? You know, I need to kind of now tie things. So he was. He so was I've was. Okay. Got some
2: stuff I can add. Yeah, in okay. On well, that.
1: here we go. Now this this is what's going to happen. So now you're going to have Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. Brian Schottenheimer is going to have some kind of title here. It might not be the OC. He might become the quarterback coach. They might go out and get you know Nixon from the uh, from the Carolina Panthers to be the running back coach, but give him the title of uh, OC and with Mike calling the plays. And now you're going to have all these guys being able to kind of put things together as far as the game plan. But I I I've yeah they needed if there was if there was friction between Mike and Kellen, obviously Dak felt it, saw it, knew it. So I I think having, having Kellen out of the building and just kind of working one-on-one with Mike on a lot of these things, I I think it, I think it will probably be be very beneficial to Dak.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. You know, I think the, the biggest thing and, um, you know, a number of people said it throughout the year, the most memorable to me, I think was Barry church, you know, you need to be a good running team that depends on play action to get the most out of Dak and, um, I, I just don't think Kellen Moore is that committed to doing whatever it takes to establish the run. I, I think running to him was just something you do to keep the defense honest. It's it's not something that you know he could really specialize in and help the team figure out ways to excel in. So as defenses got answers for their running games throughout the course of the season, he didn't have a, a way to adjust. Uh, and I, I think Mike McCarthy is going to be a lot more serious about emphasizing and prioritizing. We're not gonna going to get stopped running the ball. We're, we're going to, you know, execute and practice this so many times that we're really going to thrive. And now we put our quarterback in a situation where uh, he, he's going to get man looks and we'll be able to put up, you know, MVP type of efficiencies. I, I definitely believe that. So, yes, I think it I think it's big that the Cowboys are uh, are, are moving on from Kellen Moore. And, and yes, I, I do agree that Mike McCarthy needed to do that for the future of, uh, of the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go true there as well. And, and to add to your point there, Brian, about Mike Solari, some of the stuff, and that's the new Cowboys offensive line coach, if, you, if you're just hearing that. But so he was with Seattle. He's had two different stints with Seattle. Yes. 08 and 09, he had crossover with Dan Quinn when he was there. So his offensive lines would go against Dan Quinn's defenses, and then he came back to Seattle in 2018 and he had crossover with Brian Schottenheimer when he was the offensive line coach there they exclusively ran more of a zone blocking scheme but you have seen Solari show the ability to kind of use multiple blocking schemes where he's run zone he's also done more power uh, so he's got a lot of flexibility here and Dwayne Brown who the Seahawks ended up trading for from Houston, was very outspoken about even later on in their, in their career. He's, he's a technique-oriented guy. He's got yeah. a very good work ethic, high attitude. He had a bunch of strong praise for Mike Solari, and he also was the architect of that 49ers offensive line mm-hmm. in the early 2010s under Harbaugh when they made their runs, the NFC Championships, and then that one Super Bowl coached up Mike Ayupati. Joe Staley, some of those guys as well. So, he's got a successful track record. This sounds like an intriguing hire here for the Cowboys. So, I'm excited to see how this one plays out. All right. Next up here, NFL true or or false. D'Amico Ryans, Gavin. Yeah. Exactly what the Houston Texans needed. He's going to help turn around this organization. True or false?
0: I think so. Um, You know, a former player that the fan base can get excited about. Like, he's the right guy for a lot of reasons. Um, Very good at his job. Uh, Former Houston Texans player, wife from there. Um, and then I, I do think young, struggling teams can benefit from a, from a, a number of different types. But one of them is an energetic, enthusiastic guy who's going to celebrate your accomplishments on the field. And watching D- D'Amico Ryans from afar working with the 49ers, that's something that really jumped off the screen and, and how much fun it must be. So that's a team that's been struggling. All their great players fleed. They were going through some uh, tremendous crises. And and now they're trying to emerge from that rubble as, an, as a franchise franchise that actually you know knows how to build a football team and and you know maybe this uh, this coaching hire will be a step in the right direction
1: every year this team is looking for a head coach it appears yeah I mean they haven't had a head coach Mm -hmm. there you could talk about Gary Kubiak was probably the most successful one they had and then he had to leave for medical reasons you know Bill O'Brien coming from Penn State uh, Romeo Cornell was a interim coach there for a bit David Cully a one-year guy Lovey Smith, a one year guy. Man, they they have it. They they've struggled to to hire a head coach. And, you know, if you're a Houston Texan fan, yeah, you have to appreciate the fact that one of your own is coming back and he's highly respected. Uh, you know, I I I do believe, I do believe that the the Denver Broncos, that was their number one choice. I don't think it was Sean Payton. I really, really don't. I, I think it was I think that it was uh D'Amico Ryans and they were willing to move forward with that they just couldn't get it done and because of all the things Gavin talked about The fact he's a former player the wife's from there a lot of reasons for him to come back to Houston I I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take a wait and see on this one Mm. I'm gonna take a wait and see because this team has proven over the years that you know every time they feel like you feel like they might have the right guy they really really don't Man, the fact that the two fans.
0: teams wanted him, though, that's that's got to increase his chances of being successful. Well,
2: I I mean, I do. I'm going to say false, and, and this is why, because I kind of agree with what Brian's saying. I don't think it's going to be the fault of D'Amico Ryans. I think he oh, could yeah. be an excellent coach. Yeah. I just think that's a failure of an organization.
1: I agree. That's, and that's ultimately what's going to yeah, hurt. Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. You have dysfunctional owners and stuff. I'm sorry if Jerry and Steven are driving around. I don't mean to call your ownership guy's uh dysfunctional but that that's an organization that's got a lot of issues a lot of deep issues there
0: be great if the family sells it's always tough when when the guy who really owned it moves on and and the family tries to take over They just don't know everything that goes into it and and the years of experience that that helped you be a steady hand
1: bob mcnair wouldn't allow it to get to where it is today no but you know you get you get uh you get kids involved and sometimes it's not necessarily the best thing for the organization
2: all right, Brian, I'll go back to you. True or false, best Super Bowl storyline. We got a lot of them. We got the Kelsey Bowl with Travis yeah. and Jason Kelsey. Of, of course, uh, the Jalen Hurts storyline. You got Patrick Mahomes going for his second super, super Bowl. baby goat going for his stuff. But best Super Bowl storyline, it is the Andy Reid Bowl. It's Andy Reid back in it against the team that he coached for so long in Philadelphia. This one's about Andy Reid.
1: No, this is really about Andy Reid because it didn't end very well for Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid had given Philadelphia everything he had. And and I, I just remember back all the way back into 1998 when we first brought up myself, Mike Lombardi, brought up Andy Reid to Jeff Lurie and to Joe Banner. And they had no idea who Andy Reid was. And Andy Reid, Ray Rhodes gets fired, Andy gets the job, you know, the Luries remember the interview and all that, how well all that went. And now, you know, he he had a great run in Philadelphia. It didn't end great for him there. You know, there were a lot of people that were very, very critical of him and how the team was going, the direction the team was going. And it was time for Andy probably to move on. And for the Hunt family to immediately grab him, you know, I mean, he wasn't out for a minute. It was very much like Kellen Moore being out. But he wasn't out for very long. And then for him to have the success that he's had at Kansas City – John Dorsey, another guy we all worked with in Green Bay, helped him with the trade to get Mahomes. They built a really, really good team. Andy's always about the young coach, getting young coaches in, kind of elevating the team that way. Yeah, this is about him. This is personal now to Andy. This is very, very personal to him to find a way. He's got a lot of great memories in Philadelphia, but I don't think it ended the way he wanted it to end there.
0: You know, I, I do like that storyline a lot. You know, it's, it's so cool, the success that he's had and, and how close Brian is with him and the stories that, that he can tell, I think brings it home even a little bit more for us. But I do like the Eagles getting there for the second time in like five years and just rubbing the Cowboys' nose in it with different quarterbacks. Howie Roseman just putting on an absolute clinic inside the division and hopefully showing the, boy, the, the boys up there at the, at the star how it's done you know, how, how you go about uh, building uh, Super Bowl contenders when you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it's, it's tough to watch indeed, but hopefully it hurts just enough that, that it will prompt the Cowboys in, into a little bit of action here. It is still a copycat league, and, and you can't rule it out that they'll see something the Eagles are doing and, and want to employ it themselves.
2: Well, you can go bleep yourself for that take, uh, but a part of me understands it, and I'm kind of with you. I hope it does. I hear I you. I hated myself for it. <laughs> but ultimately, go bleep yourself, Filthy. You got I hate you. Yeah, uh, I and it. that's this, this edition of True or False in the Books. I love you all, and hugs and hand pounds.
0: Thank you, sir. Zach Wolchuk there handling some NFL business for you. Micah Parsons all friendly with the Eagles. And has a message. If you have a problem with it, we'll discuss what we think of the Cowboys' best player being friendly with their biggest rival next in the G Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader.